You're listening to Formby Podcast. In this episode, we're talking to Viva. At the moment, she's 98, living in a flat in Formby. And here she tells us all about life at home with five siblings growing up in the 1920s, 1930s. Enjoy. name is Genevieve Mary Maudsley. Yes. I'm 98, it's 97 now. And you're, you were born and brought up in Inslow? I was born in and lived all my early years in Inslow. What date were you born? The 3rd of December 25. Where were you born? I was born in the cottage at Inslow where of my parents, where, well, I was brought up there, actually. At Insplundle? Insplundle, down the road. That's it, and that's Insplundle Hall, where my father came from Dorset to work on that estate because he, he, he was on the same estate down in Lulworth in Dorset, my father. And he came up, he was a farmer's son, there wasn't enough farming for them himself and his father and brother. So he came up to Inslundle Hall to work on the estate. And how old and would he, he have been then? Well, he would be... I'm, try, I'm trying to think, was he after he was in the first, first World War, of course? My father. Now, would it be after? If he was in the First World War, he has to have been 18. Oh, he would be 18 in the First World War. So that would make him, well, 1900, he'd have been, that would have been 14. Well, yeah. So 1896. I don't think I've got a date of his birth anywhere now. You know, mm. I, I haven't got those sort of things. And what was his name? My father was called Sturmy, was our, our surname in Dorset. You never hear it up here. We are the only Sturmies up here. Yeah. So what was his name? Edward Charles. Sturmy. Sturmy. And how do you spell Sturmy? S-T-U-R-M-E-Y. And that is a southern English you know, name. You've heard of Sturmy Archer three speed for bikes. That's a bike part of term to do with you know more about Sturmy, Sturmy Archer, Archer three yeah. speeds. I had a bike with a Sturmy Archer three Yeah. And apart from that, I never we never came across that name with anybody. anybody. They we're the only Sturmies in this area, but we were a big family, so we've spread a bit. So probably he was born in 1896, moved up here probably 20 after the war? It would be... Age 20. Now that again, I couldn't swear to myself, and Molly would tell you that because Molly remembered everything. I think she took more interest in things than me, maybe. Um, I can't think my brain should work as to when he came up here. But your father came. He would came. I tell you, he would be working, and because he was a farmer's son and there wasn't enough work for him and a brother and his father on the farm, he came up here to Insplundle Estate to work on that estate. And he finished up. He was the farm manager of all the little farms it is, but there aren't any now. They're all sold off, of course. Things change, don't they? But Innsbrunner was a lovely place to live, you know. To grow up? Yeah. So going to your mother now, was your mother from Innsbrunner? My mother's family were, 
but my mother was born in Devon. Newton Abbott in Devon. And they met up here because they both finished up living in Innsbrundle and probably the ties were there because they were really South Country people, both of them, weren't they? Yeah. They've come all this way to meet each other. Yeah, yeah. And so your mother, did she work, where did she, did she work? No, she was at home with her mum because she was one of quite a big family. So she helped at home. So she was, um, she was one of... Well, about six, probably, like us. I'm one, I'm one of six. Are you the eldest, or where no, are you? No, I'm second. My elder brother was a year, a year and a week older than me. My sister, Molly, who's just died last year, a year and five months younger than me. Then we had a gap, and we had three years, and we had Trudy, who died quite young, that sister, and then twin brothers. See, my father came to Inns to work on the estate and never went away from Innsbrundle and had a big family. And they were married in, obviously, Innsbrundle. In, yeah, well. married, married in our little Catholic church there. Were you born at home? Yes. We were all born at home, six of us. And the last were twins. And I, I had to grow up when my twins were born. About well, my mum had twins because I had to help her to bring them up. And how old would you be then? I would probably. I think I was about ready to start work, so I'm going around fourteen, aren't I? Gosh. Yeah. So a big gap between the children. Oh yeah. Right so, over the years. And would you? Would she have had a midwife to come and stay? No, her mother probably was there to help her. Oh, you didn't have midwives much in those days. It was a natural thing. So your mother would have had six of you at home with the help of her mother? Yes, with the help of her mother. Isn't that just mag... What an amazing experience for both of them. Yeah. I had to grow up. I was ten when they were born. And I grew up then. So the... Because I had to feed one with the bottle while my mother fed the other one. With expressed milk? No, we would have, we would have milk from the farm in the village. With your mother then, so she was then obviously fully occupied looking after the children. Yes, six of us. And the you... twins spread out. I had an elder brother, then me, a sister a year and five months younger than me, then a gap of three years with another sister, then a gap of three more years and twins. And so there were six of us. And you lived in a house that was, how many bedrooms would your house have had? Only three. Three bedrooms? Yeah. So one for the girls, one for the boys? But yes, possibly, yeah, probably would be, yeah. And um, a, a sitting room for everybody yeah, to sit in? Yeah, a living kitchen, living room, a, a very good outbuilding, pantry and kitchen at the back, and then a living room, I suppose you just called it, we called it a living room, didn't you? With, uh, with a coal fire in it, of course, as you did in those days. And was your coal fire... Bedroom, and three bedrooms. And the coal fire was going all day, every day? Yes. My mother, not my father, my mother used to light that every morning. And what time... How she had time to light a fire and I'd bring up six children, I'll never know, but she did. And did the fire heat the water for the house? Yes. It probably would do, yes. So that would give her some hot some water? Some hot water, yeah. So did you have... Hardly one... enough to keep six of us in hot water, really, probably. <laughs> to wash your face. We probably had to swill it with cold water at the end. 
So you had a sitting room and you had a kitchen off the sitting room, or was that a separate room completely? Separate room. And that was where the kitchen... Actually, you went out of the kitchen. If you were going to the main door at the front, I haven't got any pictures here at the moment with a picture of the house, but it was double-fronted. Cottage. It was not where houses, there were cottages. So no upstairs? Oh, yes. Three bedrooms upstairs. upstairs. But as I say, you went in into the living room from, we say we're coming from the back, big ki two kitchens, well a kitchen and pantry we used to call it, all the back of the house was kitchen space. It stood in its own ground so it was quite a, wasn't a small house and as I say we... Uh, and where was the toilet? We had to go up the garden, up the yard. So Could we laugh now when we didn't, we haven't lost most of the family now. How we used to ask one another, come, will you come to the toilet with me? Because if it was night, you you went across the, well, we used to call it the yard, but you went across the garden to get to the toilet. You wouldn't want to go in the dark, would you? Because, I mean, there was, you're out on, on a limb there, there's nothing, only the toilet. So you had to have, have somebody to go with you. To the, if you had wanted to go at night, you probably never did want to go at night. You probably had it sorted. So you went in the daytime. <laughs> and would the toilet been a flushing toilet? Oh, oh no. no, no. It was a bucket. It was to a bucket. Emptied. And you had the art marmalade cart coming yeah. past. No, no, no my no, father used to do it himself. I don't really know now, and it's no use me trying to answer that because. I don't think I took as much notice of what went on as I was Well, it was like a sister. Alka. It was exactly like Alka, because my grandfather, he just he used to, to empty it. Well, he had the best well, room bar in Alka. He just well, listen, my father him. emptied it. Yes. So, as I say, yes, he two seats in our toilet. Did you two seats in our toilet. Tell me again, you had how many seats in your toilet? So you had a bench with two seats Yeah, in it. that's right. Do you know, I actually think at Everton they need to do that, where we all have thin cubicles and we can all back in and we're all sitting next to each other like that and then you've got a curtain if you're that bothered. Because at the moment they put these doors on, you can't get in the toilets, but that's another story. So two toilets, so you and your sister would be sitting on the toilet no, together. Uh, yeah. We probably, as we grew up, we probably did. When we were kids, we probably did that. And you'd have the that. newspaper. Oh yeah, the newspaper cut the on a nail on the back of the door. That's right. And the, the newspaper was to wipe your bottom? Yes. yes. It didn't have such things as toilet rolls That's in those we days. Had. We had the same. You had the same, yeah. So you had your bucket, so you went off to the toilet down there. So when you were, your mother was doing the cooking... Yeah. So she would she, she like She cooked mostly in our early years on the coal fire. Oh, you had one of those... Um, yeah, no, an open range. Yeah, just like my grandma. With an oven, an oven as well, you see, the oven and opened. The pans went on top of the... I mean, I, I grew up cleaning those sort of things because that's the washing up we had. Yeah. Coming off the fire, didn't it? Yeah. All marked. We'd have to be washed and put away again. So she would cook in the sit in the sitting room initially and then she'd... She, no, she'd get it, prepare it in the kitchen. A big kitchen we had. And pantry, we call them kitchen and pantry. Across the back of the house, big you know, the big square sink, and then a drain, drain board on that side. On the other side, I tell you, it was on the other side of there. We had a bath with a lid on, and we we bathed there. We, we probably just took buckets of water from that side to that. There wouldn't be any taps on it, but that's how we. I mean, there were six of us. 
How am I well, she could chop the vegetables then and have you in the bath. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, if that had been me, we'd have been having dinner, get in the bath, then we get, go on, stop moaning, get in. No, as I say, we had a wonderful life, we did. I had a lovely, kind, gentle mother. A very harsh, really very severe father. He became... My father only had to speak and we all jumped. And did your mother speak with an accent? Uh, not an awful lot, not as much Dorset, like my father from Dorset. My mother came from Devon. And the only reason my mother, my father, my mother was born in Devon, because her father was a butler on a big estate. He went from Ince to Devon to be a butler on this. That was her father. That was her father. So she would have been born, probably, was she a similar age to your father? Oh, yeah. So they'd have been both, so she'd have been probably born in the late 1800s. 80s, yeah, that's right, yeah. So her father would have been born in the 1880s to be in service to, as a butler. Yeah, a butler. Like in Downton Abbey. He had a wonderful life. And they got, you got a cottage to live in, in those, down in Devon, my mother was. Now my father, of course, he was different because he was a farmer's son. And the reason he came to Ince was because there was not enough work on the farm for him and his father and a brother. So he came, made a, a life for himself and came to Innsbundle and he became to a work on a further. And became a councillor, didn't and he? Was a local councillor, <laughs> my father was. My father ran that village before he was finished. I, I'll say to Joan, I've got a lot of my father in me. I know my mother was very gentle. I never heard my mother raise her voice and she had six children. And when you have a father, a very strict father, that you know how to behave. Mm -hmm. But I think children need boundaries. Yes. Your mother was then, so she would prepare the food in the kitchen yeah. and then she would bring it through and cook it on She'd the... cook it on the hob, on the, on the just, fire, just fireplace. Like the like, fire that she lit at six yeah. o'clock this morning. Yeah. Yeah. And there would be an oven an oven there, and you put that, you use the oven. Oh yeah. And you and you boiled on the top of the fire, didn't yes, you? Yeah. You wouldn't know That's about exactly this. the same. What time would she get up in the morning? I would say very early to get six of us out to school, as I say we were. We were so close together. I was, my brother was first, I was a year and five months younger than him. No, a year and two months younger than him. My sister was a year and five months younger than me. So there was three babies in that house. Yeah, but the thing about that is when I had three like that, Yeah. and they all, yeah, we get, we get blend. My mother never raised her voice, you see. And did you, have a, did you have a dog or a, any creatures? Oh, we had dogs. We had every animal on this planet. We had hens in the back garden and all those sort of things. It's like a small holding we lived in. A lot of land to it. We, shall I tell you, we used to, piece of land we had. My sister and I used to help. My father would pull the plough and my sister and I would be going behind holding on to plough the field up. This is the field that was next to your house? It was, well, yeah, it was, part, it was part of our garden, I suppose you'd call it. It so, was a piece, quite a piece of land. They were like small holdings, really, rather than, a, than a, just a cottage, weren't they? Quite a lot of land. So your father was obviously very green-fingered. And the father was worked on the Insplundle estate, managing the home farm. And the home farm is the farm that supplies the stuff to the main house. And who was living in the main house at the time? The, the Weld Blundles. 
the family. The family, the well blundles. Yeah, that was the family name. So he was producing the produce for the yeah, table yeah. for the kitchens. And he used to go with the, and the milk. So he had a cow. He only had one cow, but he'd have to milk the cow. And I can see him now walking to, from the farm to the hall, taking the milk to the to the. How he, but he could, he had the facilities on the little farm he was on, to do the right thing with the milk before it went to the main house. And did your mother make butter and things like that? No, my mother was not terribly domesticated in that respect. She didn't have time for that with six kids, did she? And did she knit or did she sew? No, she would. No, I wouldn't say she probably. She probably could darn socks. And that would be about her limit. But she had a mother who, whose family had all grown up and she helped her a lot. Did the mother, we, did, did your her, grandmother live with her? No, she had a, she still lived with two sons at home at that time. And we called her Granny Newton because we didn't know our other grandparents from Dorset because they never came up here. So we so only who, had one lot of grandparents. So who was living in the house, in your house as it stood? Well, as we grew up, six, yeah. mum and dad and six children. And grandma was living next so door? Or... Grandma wasn't, yeah. They, they had what you called in those, well, they still do, a council house. They were housed into the, you know, the newer properties. Nice house. Yeah, same thing as, as wow. you were in Alka, isn't it? Exactly. Because Alka was another village that expanded and grew. Mm. And so when you had your animals, so you had hens and cockroaches. Oh, I always had hens. Yeah. I used to pluck turkeys at Christmas and draw them. I could, I could see, I know Molly wouldn't touch them. Molly used to say she was frightened of them. Now Molly was really more of a farming person than me because she finished up marrying a farmer from Hightown. So she was a farmer's wife. But, but when she was at home, it, it wasn't her that did the wasn't here that plucked the geese or the turkeys and geese. My father even had them to sell because we had quite a lot of land. So it was a bit of an income for him, I suppose, wasn't it? And did you have a pig or a...? Oh, we had pigs. I can remember one thing I didn't like was pig killing time. I had to be out then because I didn't like the noise of them. Yeah. And through all that. I lived, if, as you go through past the village hall, we'll say, you come to a double bend. There's a lane there. That's where I lived, at the bottom of that lane. After the village hall? Yeah. You're after the village hall, yeah. Go past the village hall and you, you soon come to a double bend, don't you? But instead of going, taking the double bend, there's a little lane there. That takes that, and it's no way out. That was a little private road, actually, and it finished up now. Nobody got the house that Rita and Tom are in now, who may turn up here yet today. They live in that road opposite where we were all born and bred. So we're part of Insplundle down there, I'll tell you. You are. And did you have a horse or did you have horses as well? No, I can't remember. No. And how would I you... can't remember if there was a horse. Molly might have been. Molly rode to Hightown once she married Tommy. I do know, but I don't think we had. Don't think we had. No, I can't remember a horse there. No, I would remember that. 
So when you're when you were going, say you wanted to go into Liverpool, or would you just not go into Liverpool? Oh, I went. Well, I worked in Liverpool. That was my first job. So would you go on the bus? Yeah. Because the bus and... only because I had a father like I did, and he knew everybody. One of these ladies that worked in a shipping office in Liverpool said, "Does Viva want a job?" She said, "Well, but yes. I just left you... school at fourteen with nothing." And I went to work in the ship Lever Brothers to belong to in Liverpool. The shipping office. And I was there until I got married. Well, until I had Ian. Didn't, didn't you yeah. have to go on the train? No, I got the bus. Oh, right. And got off in Hanover Street, in this top end of it, Liverpool, and then had to walk right down. No, Hanover Street, it was the way down to get to the office. I was there for years. So if we go, if we go back to the house then, so if you're in the house, so you, the house would be carpeted. No. I don't know. No, I can't see a lot of carpet. The back would be all flagged, wouldn't it? Yes. It would yeah. just be lino and mats, wouldn't it? Was it was lino, lino in the kitchen and then the living room. I think we might have had a carpet in our front room because we had we had a, a we didn't call it the lounge. You called it the front room. But you probably did have a carpet because you'd have had any offcuts from the main house. If possibly, doing yes, stuff. possibly. As I say, my father, I'm going to call him now a gentleman, and that's how he was, and that's how he wanted to be. He'd go to the pub for a pint with his mates, and that's a led a normal life, but he was, well, he was of finished up, as I say, he was the local councillor, and everybody came. My father never had a meal to sit through because there was always somebody knocking on the door looking for his advice or help yes that's that's the life of a counselor yeah, that's how he was so he so your mother's father was a butler in the yeah, 1800s yeah, that's, yeah and so then he came back to insplundle did oh is that what back from devon they came back to insplundle i suppose to end their days really to retire and brought the children with them yes well no by this time two of them were already married the two elders, Auntie Molly and Auntie Viva, the same name as me, they were both nursing sisters through the First, first War. And they, well, Auntie Viva was married, Auntie Molly never married till late in life. But no, they, uh, they, they, they never, they stayed away. They never came back to Ince. Auntie Molly and Auntie Viva never lived in Ince. But your mother came my, back. My mother did, and that's when she met, of course, met my father. And they were made for one another. One had come from Devon, and you know, it's an automatic thing. They had a lot in common, so that was it. So, will you just say to me what your name is? What, my your full name. Your full name. Genevieve Mary Sturmy. My maiden name was Sturmy. Now, there's no Sturmies in this area, only us. And what? And you have a married name as well. My name, married name, Maudsley. I came to marry the Formby man. He lived over there in Watchard Lane, and his name was what. So I came to from having a very unusual name of Sturmy, and not many Sturmies. I came to Formby with Maudsley, and when Ian was born, I'll always remember when Ian was born. I wanted to call him Ian, but I had to find any other Ian Maudsleys in Formby because every other child was a Maudsley. Informed me with that time we were snooing with children, weren't we? You should have called. You should have called him Stormy. 
Sturdy Maudsley. Yeah, Shouldn't you? Should have been over the there. Should have kept the name in. We well, lost it. Mate, one of my brothers, John, that died quite recently, one of my twin brothers, he was christened John Newton Sturmy. Oh, yes. Yes, because then Newton was their maiden name. So they did what you're talking about now. They put the, But it never went into any of our, my particular family. I'm surprised my father wouldn't, didn't think of that because my father was very, very proud of his past, although he's, he had to come and live up here because he couldn't survive down there on a farm because there was two brothers and there wasn't enough money in the farm for them both. They're only small places down. I love Dorset. We go, Tony and I, when Tony was here, we spent an awful lot of holidays in Lulworth in Dorset. You'll know Lulworth, Lulworth Cove. Yes. That's where my father was born. And we, we've got, I've got cousins down there. I'm the only one in our family that kept in touch with them, but Tony and I have spent loads of holidays down in Dorset, only because of the connection. I love Dorset as a county. As a place. I reckon it's one of the nicest counties we've got, is Dorset. And so when you went, you went to school, how old were you when you went to school? I probably was five, but I would go, no, I went to school when I was four. We lived in Melling then. My, fa my father was transferred with the estate we worked for. He was sent to a farm in Melling to look after that. So we, my mother was, what she put up with, she had to gather us, with me. there was only three of us then at that time. Went to live in Melling in a cottage because my father was made manager of this farm. So she had job. So would she have moved by horse and cart? Yeah, my my drove, mother drove a horse and trap. She used to have us three of us in the in that to bring us from Melling where we were living then, from Melling all the way to Ince to to see her mother, our grandmother, because they were still in Ince. And she had, she a, had horse a horse and trap. When she came. I, I can remember that vividly. We were taken to school in a horse and trap. We lived in Melling and we had to go to. Wasn't McGull, one of those places on that side of my brain's not working. But my mother, my father would be too busy, he couldn't take us. My mother took us to school in a horse and trap. So that would have been a horse that was harnessed, yeah, and it was like a two wheeled chariot. Oh, yeah, it? two, yeah, like a chariot. Lovely, it was a we were very proud, very proud of that. My mother, now my mother was the. Not my mother wasn't me. I'm my father, not my mother. My mother was very, well, I would call a timid person. So, but she drove that horse and trap with us in it to take us to see our, bring us to see our grandparents at Ince. And that would have been in the rain or the. Oh, absolutely. So when you got there, were you frozen stiff or? That I can't remember. And did you all just? I think we were tough. Did you all just sit down in it? Yeah, then? yeah, yeah. There was seats around the outside of it. You sort of, it was like, well, it was just seats. Yeah. Where the you remember yeah, better remember. than me. There were loads of those around here. Yeah, there were. Or there would be in Formby, yeah. yeah. I don't think we had many in Ince, but there would be loads of them in Formby. And you did they, they were quite posh, weren't they, really? Oh, yes, yes. So you had your horse and trap to go to, to go from Melling to Inspelunkel? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Me, and it wasn't, my father was too busy working in Melling, 
So my mother used to get us in that and bring us over in the horse and trap to me, see her mother, our, our granny. My mother was tough. And then she'd go back in the and dark or would she go back in the light when it was light? She'd go back in the light, I would say. Because there'd be no street lights. No, no. And no. there'd be no gas. And you know the way she had to go through Sefton. You know, you think of going to Melling, for instance. You're going through Sefton, all those windy roads, yeah? Cross-country, nothing much in the way of shops. When, as you got to Magull, you might... Well, in those days, there was nothing at Magull, was there? It's only now. So it was all country, but it was quiet. It was no trouble, wasn't there? No, nothing about, was there? Only a few horse and traps. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a horse when you lived in Melling? Oh, yes. Horse horse horses. Traps. Yeah. We had a horse when we were in, actually. Yes, we did. You did have a horse, horse when you were yeah. there. So that had you had a separate stable for that living or we lived outside? Yeah, we had, we had pig styes outside. We kept pigs. Yeah. I love pigs. <laughs> kept pigs. Yeah. I just, I think I absolutely love pigs. And so did your mother play the piano or anything like that? I would say yes to that, but I don't think she had a lot of time for the piano. But she did. We had always had a piano and singing. Oh, my mother was a, had a beautiful singing voice. I've, what did she sing? I've got to say, uh, a really, you know, one of those. You said, when you stood by my mother in church when the hymns were on, I my had tears in my eyes. My mother had such a beautiful, beautiful voice. And what did she like to sing? Well, don't ask me names, of course, I, I would say, probably hymns it would be in church, wouldn't it, mainly that I would hear her sing. Mm -hmm. I think I can remember her singing, like, more song, the old songs, as, as, we, we, were, as we grew up, if somebody came, my mother could, would give a song, because she could do it. So if somebody came, so she'd sing she for them? She would sing for them, because she had a lovely voice. I used to say I would used to be next to her in church and I could cry when she was singing. She was had such a lovely voice. And and would you have and none of us took after her. And what music would she what music would you listen to? Would you listen to music in the house? I wouldn't say she played the piano as well, my mum. We all had a piano in those days, you know, didn't you? You you had a piano. You all had a piano, didn't you? None of us played it much. Molly and I didn't. We're only doing that. But my mother could play the piano and sing. And what music would you have? I don't know if she ever had time. Would you have a gramophone? Well, you see, you wouldn't have... No, there was no electric. There was no electric? Oh, no. They still, they still don't have gas in all... They had no gas or electric till the 1950s. So we're no, now, we 1900s, living in Insplundal. We did a little bit better the, than all the We were a little no, bit more no. advanced than all In the 1920s. So how would you have seen at night? Well, Candles? Oh, yeah. Well, we oh yeah, we went to bed with candles. Oil lamps. We did have oil lamps, little yeah. small ones. My father, yeah. he was so keen on this, he'd to be terrified. I think and he was terrified had, of fire. If you had a radio, you had to go and get the charger. Yeah, now we never did that. I don't remember doing that. I don't think we ever we could have had a radio. You wouldn't have. You probably one. wouldn't need one in our house with all our gang. Wouldn't I we? think you had enough news <laughs> going on. So you had. So you. So. If you were looking to light something in the evening, because obviously the light, the, the clocks go back in October. Yeah. So from October, right the we way through. We had candles, to... probably. But we had candles. And oil, oil lamps. Oh, we did have oil lamps, did, yeah. We always had one of those tall yeah. funnels, yeah? Yeah. On the middle of the dining room table, there was one of those. 
I mean, how we survived and didn't get all get burnt to death, I'll never know, but we're here to tell the tale. Mm. Yeah. Well, you only touch something like that once, or you watch your brother touch it, and you go, I'm not touching that. <laughs> Don't you? You live and learn. It's you like live it, and learn. It, you, you do learn quite quickly with no. that. We were a happy family, though, I've got to say. We've always been very, very close. Very close. So if we went back to your school days, how many people would, were you going to the local school in Melling then at this stage? We had to go, we had to go by horse and do a trap, a pony and trap to Orton, I think, or one of, one of the other next villages. I'm, I'm going to say Orton, it might not have been Orton, but it, it was whatever the next village is from. And, and how many people were in your class or was it one of those where it was one room and everybody was in it? Well, it'd be a bit, bit, bit more. I think Innes was probably busier than what it was in. I would be good school in Orton. We had to because there was no school, no school in Mary. How old would you be when you went to Innes Blondel? How old would I be at, at school? I don't know. I can't think how. I probably was not at school when we first went to in, to 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 live in Melling. No. You see, my father was transferred with his job yeah. to manage different farms. Yes. So my mother had a heart well, of you life. left school. My mother had gone with gather all the kids and they went to live wherever it was his farm was. Because it was part of his job. But it was but not but easy were, with children, was it? But were you at James Blundell School longer than at Melling? Oh yes. I was I wasn't at school. I had to start school at four mm. to go to, to school with Jerry because he was a year older than me and he was five, and because they didn't want him going on his own, I went to school at four. So I had an extra years, of, and, and that was in Melling. I don't know what the school wasn't in Melling. I mean, it was no. we fought the road from Melling. Again, we'd be taken by horse and trap. We and how many would be in your class at school? That I can't remember, but it would only fact be, be, there could be up to five or six, well, eight, we'd say. Eight of you. Something like that, yeah. And then that went all the way, yeah. up. you went all the way up to school. And did you, st did you do all of your schooling in Melling? No, because we, we were only quite little when we came back to, to Evidence, and I went to school at Insplundle. And you came back to the same house? No, no, uh, you were in Insplundle living there. No, because they went to Melling, didn't they? Yeah, and then came they came back from back. Melling, we came back. We would come back to the same house because my grandmother, by this time, had been housed in a council house with her two sons. So we would get the, it would be the, the house that went with the job, yeah. probably, wouldn't it? So yeah. we came back to the house. My name is Genevieve Mary Maudsley. Yes. I'm 98, it's 37 now. And you're, you were born and brought up in Inslundle? I was born in and lived all my early years in Inslundle. I still lived in Inslundle till I married my husband. That's when it came to Formby. And I lived over there when I first came here. I hated Formby. So we weren't here months. We went back to Ince because there was still room in my old house. The room we'd vacated because my twin brothers could share one so we got the other room we went back and we got a house in Insplundle backing on to the field opposite the garden centre and that's where I was until I lost my husband so I did couldn't live in Forby his mother lived Tony who I married lived in Watchard Lane 
So we automatically, because she was a widow, I went to live, we went to live there. I hated Formby. I used to walk from there to the station every day because I still had my job in the office in Liverpool, in the shipping office. That was up to having Ian. So I was still doing that. But I hated Formby. So as soon as there was room back at home, Tony and I went back to Ince. And that's why we finished up living in Ince because we were there, we got a council house. And I had one of the nicest council houses. If you walk out of the garden centre, there's a field right opposite you there. Those houses looking out onto there, that's where I lived until I lost my husband. And, and she I worked could. until she was 90. So you worked, so yeah. you worked. I finished up working for John Moore's home shopping, actually. I did most, quite a lot of help work in nursing homes in my latter years, but no, my actual job. I was at John Moore's, well, I, well, I think I had to retire, I did, but then I did. I had a friend who had a nursing home over opposite the Bay Horse. I went over there, I, I loved that, I loved helping Nancy. You know, they're next door to where, nearly where Joe lives. Lovely nursing home, I loved that. So and you that's what got me good looking after. She was offered the good redundancy, weren't you? You were offered good redundancy, that was why you yeah. left her. So from 14 through to um, how old then? What, how old were you when you had Ian? Only, I Ian. wasn't married that long when I two had years. Ian. Two years. Yeah, a couple of years, that's all. Yes. Yeah. But then you went to John Moore's. I went to John Moore's. Now what part of my life was I? When you, I, you was, I, was, I was well married and had yeah, Ian growing up. That's right. Ian was at, well, yeah. well at school. Yeah. Before he went to St Mary's, so he was still at junior school. But I can remember my sister-in-law worked. And at, you stayed there till you were 60, didn't I you? I stayed there till I retired because at 60. Because that was a good redundancy. Yeah, I stayed there yeah. till I was 60. And what did your husband do? Actually, he worked for William Rainford, the big haulage firm, in their big garage in Aintree. And that's what his job was in there. And I think he got that job through our family because mm. we knew the Rainford family so yeah. well. Yeah. And Tony was not as involved with them as we were. No. And Tony got a job there work, working for them, which he enjoyed. And he was he had a lot of, made a lot of friends there. So going, well, going back to your mother, when she was doing her washing and things like yes. that, so it was wash day. Was there a day that you did the washing and the Monday. day that you I did the washing? I would say changing? Monday. I'm going to say Monday. Everybody I'll tell you, but before Monday daylight, my day. mother had lit a boiler fire, lit a boiler fire in the wash house. Yeah, that say, that, say, say that again. I, I, say that again. She had lit a boiler fire under the boiler in the wash my house. My mother did too. Yeah. What time would she do that? She'd be out doing Early that at seven o'clock in the morning, probably before she got us up for school. So she was, and was the boiler, like Jones, was it, was the boiler filled with rainwater? Oh yeah, we probably did. We probably, we probably bucketed it in, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, that's right, yeah. We did. And so she's and heated so. the water and then everything yeah, would you, go in. Yeah, the fire's lit, so the heat in the water, then your washing goes in there. And that was... And the soaks. Uh, no, it's just... Boiled, we probably used, and they must have got it out into different containers to wash. Yes, it was Yeah, because they wouldn't take, you wouldn't put the washing in there. Oh, no. no, because that was being used. That was the way of keeping the water, having the water hot, wasn't it? 
I didn't have a lot to do with that washout. So Monday was my washout, sister did. Tuesday was ironing day. Ironing day. That Wasn't was my it? day. I, I, I always liked ironing still. That's do. what, when Viva retired, she made a mistake. She said she didn't want to retire. So she got another job at the nursing home and she stayed there until you were... I was 10, uh, 90. I had my 90th until, it birthday. No, it closed. It closed. Yeah. Then you went to the nursing home at Innsbruck. That's right. That's right. I went to Innsbruck. And she did all the ironing there. That, that was voluntary service. So you like ironing, but how would oh, you have ironed iron. when you were in Insplendor when you were a child? Then you would have had... Put the iron on the fire. And, oh, you did then. And did it not get dirty? No. You had a shield to put on it when you took it off, didn't you? A shield to put on it. I can't remember doing a lot of ironing at home with my mum. And yet, I would probably did, but it probably was a bit dangerous, wasn't it? I, I, so if we just go back to your Sunday, so if if it was Sunday, you'd go to church. Oh, definitely. Was that mass? At eight o'clock mass, yes. Eight o'clock mass. Oh yes, eight o'clock mass. And they'd be singing at the eight o'clock mass. Oh no, you wouldn't have to have any quiet the first at eight o'clock. Ten o'clock was the high mass. And did you go to that as well? No. Eight o'clock mass, and then you came back and you did, and you made Sunday lunch. I would help them with the dinners, yeah. And what would Sunday lunch no, we, be? We, and we all, but I had a sister, of course, and another sister, younger, but especially Molly and I, we uh, had new outfits. You only put them on to go to Mass on, on Sunday morning. And you came over, you took them off and put something else on. You were not messing about all day, playing in the road in your school uniform, which had only just been bought. Which, I mean, how my mother survived, I'll never know. Oh, because she ran a tight ship? Yeah, yeah. And so and she... she was a real softy my mother, you know. So what Not would... a bit like me. I'm I'm my father all over. What would Not Sunday lunch be? What would you have for Oh, Sunday we always lunch? had a roast Sunday lunch. And my father always carved the joint. And would you have always. lamb or beef or pork? Yeah, lamb or beef, probably, yeah. Mainly. And Yorkshire puddings? Oh, yeah, yeah. All the trimmings. I think they were well, both of them well brought up with the correct thing in the way of meals. And would you have, um, si would she make any sauces? Would she make mint sauces? Or? She'd make mint sauce, nothing very elaborate probably, no. Did you ever make the mint sauce? We did all the time. I think you did. How did you make the I mint sauce? See, I can see the mint sauce container now. How would you make your mint sauce? Well, you, you, you have to chop your mint first. The leaves? Yeah, chop them in. And the stems? Well, you took the worst stems out before you started to chop. Oh, I could do that good. Oh, it's pretty good with the chopper. Doing the, making so you the chop it, so you, you get your mint leaves, you chop them all up. So, so you tell me, how would you make mint sauce? Then I have to say, I mean, I can see me holding that knife now. It, you held it at one end and you'd use the other. You know, and you go, and you had to, I can imagine for our crowd, you had to do quite a lot of it. Yeah. Then you, we had very nice, one particular, but we must have had more than one, it wouldn't be enough. Glass containers, like, to put, to make, put your mints. I think we used to do a couple because our table would be quite big with all of us. Yeah. And I would probably, we all had mint sauce because there was no other I trimmings. You just had mint sauce with you, and probably most times as a, but we'd only have mint sauce with the lamb. Yeah. So. And how did. would you? So what else? Now you've chopped your mint. Then what yeah. do you do? 
when you put it into these glass containers we had. Do you add vinegar or sugar? Yes. Or vinegar? And sugar. A bit, a bit of sugar in, didn't you? You yes. did, you have to remember that now. So vinegar, and would you have made your own vinegar? No. You bought your vinegar? I would say, well, yes, yes. Yeah, I can't, no, I don't think we ever got around to making our own. My mother really was not the most domesticated person, probably. She'd probably just, it was something she had, had to do and she had to get on with it. Like some people have, my mother-in-law was a born cook. She loved doing nice. Tony's mother. Yeah, Tony's mother did. But it was the way she'd been brought up. She was brought up in Liverpool and I think worked in service like people did in those days in these big houses. So they learned how the rest of the world lived. They learned about, you know, the nice ways of doing Sunday lunch and that sort of thing. So my mother would, would, would do what she was brought up doing as a child. She, as I say, was one of a big family. And my father, grandfather, was a very stern, strict man. I don't think any of us ever sat on his knee. That's how they were. No, we didn't with our grandfather. No. So that's your mother's father? Well, yeah. He was very We never strict. knew my father's people, you see, because they were down in Dorset. Of course. Mm. And so and so your mother's father, he would have been born again in the 1880s, wouldn't he? Oh, yeah. Same time. Roughly they were up. And what did but he do for a living? four years between them, that was all. And what did he do for well, a living? My father. Your grandfather? My grandfather had his own farm. And what would he have, would that have been beef and, and sheep? Not, not the grandfather here, the grandfather in Dorset that would be. Now the grandfather, no he worked on the, in the, in the big house. He was the butler in the big house. Your great grandma, your great, great your my, grandfather. My grandfather was the butler in the big house. Yeah, with the gentry. So he would be waiting on, he would be waiting on Oh yes, and functions and things like that, yeah. His wife didn't work at all. They didn't work. My, 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 my mother never worked, but my mother would never have had time to go to work, would she? Well, I think that you us? say that they're not in paid employment, but no, they've but got Monday is washing day, oh, they're, yeah, and they're, they're cooking, all the time. and they've got all of these children. They don't have time to go to, out to work, because they've got it all at home, haven't they? That's how that, what life was like then, wasn't it? Well, there was nobody else to do it unless no. your, your mother yeah. did it, I would imagine. Yeah. So yeah, gra Granny Newton helped my mother a lot because uh, we all lived in the village, which was a good thing. And, and what would your evening meal be when you came back from school? You went home oh, always, always a, a proper meal. Something like chops one night and liver another night. It was always meat, wasn't it? Oh, you always had always meat. We always had that at lunchtime, was dinner. And yeah. Evening was tea. Yeah, you so did. So evening was lighter. Lighter, yeah. yeah. So what, would she make her toast. own? Would she make her own bread? You know I can't yeah. remember my mother making her own bread, oh, but my mother-in-law did. My, in my where we lived in Watchard Lane, there was a very nice She's fireplace. She made her own bread. My mother didn't. I don't think my mother had time to make bread with six kids. Do you? So she oh, bought the my bread. My grandmother did with five. She made everything. Yeah, no, but my mother-in-law made everything. How do you, oh, do you know, we'll have to do that when you do recipes. So well, do you know a nice recipe that you, would she, what desserts would she make? What what pudding would you have after a Sunday lunch? 
Custard oh, pie. Yeah, it'd be, be a pie of some Apple pies very often because we had our own apple trees and things Did like that. Did you make that. custard pie? I don't, don't think we ever had custard pie. How did you do custard With eggs pie? and milk. Oh yeah, it was, it was like a... Like you bake, just bake made custard. the base, bake, bake custard. base. Yeah. I just, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I wasn't Gosh, thinking of that, but yes, that's a custard. I don't think we had an awful lot of that. Can't remember that. But we used to have cream and, would your mother make oh. her own butter? No, I don't recall my mother doing much in that line. No. I can't recall her doing that. People did make their own, a lot of people oh, made yeah. their own butter, but God, my mother didn't have time. How the heck she had time to do what she did, I'll never know. It's a good job she finished up with three daughters that were able to help out as they grew up. Well, that's true. And so if, so during the Second World War, you'd have been living in Insplundle, you'd have heard all of the May Blitz going oh, out. I, I, was, I worked in Liverpool, the shipping office. I was going on the bus into Liverpool when the bombs were dropping. And the bus just carried on? And oh yeah, you went and carried on. I got, well, got on the bus on the, on the, every morning going to work, not knowing how much demolition I'm going to see when I get, before I got there. Because as you were driving... Because half of Bootle was blown was down, gone down in the night while I'd been get in bed, because that's yeah. what the war was like. And so during the war, then you would have been how old? You would have been probably nineteen forty. So what I, mean, I was a, a early teens, fifteen probably. You would have been twenty when it ended. Yeah, I so was, got, I was ten when it ended. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. as I say, I was or nineteen when it ended. But I was I was travelling to Liverpool to a shipping office when the bombs were dropping. Yeah. But I still they, went. They were dropping during the day. Well, they dropped during oh, the night. Did. The damage was there when I was going to work next morning. So the days, there was, were odd occasions when the alarm went in the daytime, but not an awful lot. Because you would have been six years working by that stage. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you, would, you must have seen an incredible change then in Liverpool. Oh, I watched Liverpool, well, go down, you know what I mean? Did you work mainly with women? Yes. I, was, I, worked, I, I finished up being a comptometer operator that on, on a machine, you know, that did all the calculating. Yeah, that was, that was my profession. Well, you see, the thing is that they've got... The, I never was a typist, but I was a, what we called a comp operator, and that was working out. They're doing this on the machine, which I, I love my job. And but you see, at 40, see, I think there is an argument that at 14 you're ready for that challenge, that mental challenge. Yeah, yes. I left at school at 14. Mm -hmm. And because my father knew all these people in this, in Liverpool, I got a job in a shipping office. I, I didn't know my way down from, from the bus stop down to the office, but I had to find my way. Nobody took me. Did you ever go on holiday? When you were as children, did you ever go on holiday? If we went on holiday, we'd go to Dorset probably. Or in Splendle. Well, we went down to see the family, you see, down there. And in London, because I had, I had one aunt, that mother's sister, who lived in Wembley in Middlesex. And I had the daughter and the son, the, daughter, the son that was killed during the war. But the daughter and I were very friendly. And I went and spent holidays down there in my teens. 
It was somewhere to go down to London. Mm -hmm. And to go into London at night with Mary, you know, we used, you could do that in those days. So what would your lasting memory of the war be? Well, probably mostly the celebrations when it, when it did finish. Yeah. Everybody says that. I can remember us going, you, in Ensemble, we had farming people whose some of his folk lived in in in, in Parbo Way and right well out. We went on the backs of wagons from the farms here to go and join them there on open wagons. You know, it was it was safe, but you did it. That was a big thing. You were going to there to a, 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 a dance of some sort on a different farm. Got out of Inns for a few hours because. I, we're a bit out on our own at Inns as we always were but no we we went I was all around the, the war probably we enjoyed it more than hated it we did the camaraderie we did we did yeah as I say I went I worked in Liverpool right through the war when the bomb I was getting on the bus and going off the we didn't have much bombing in the daytime but you did now and again, and it was a bit hair-raising. You know, when these planes are going over, you don't know what the, what, what's, what's happening. But it was all part of life. Yes, that was life at that time. And, and when did you get electricity then into your life then? When you first got married? No, you no, in my life it was already, we were already had electric. So when electric came about the 1930s? Oh no, my, my grandparents only got it in the 50s. So the 1950s. Yeah. We had electric 50, 50, in it. I think it must have been about 52 or 3. Because I know it? that Workington got light in the 1930s, 1920s, 1930s. No, it was yes, I can't remember the year we got it in my, my grandparents got it. were the last ones because my, my grandmother was frightened to death of it. Didn't want it. Well, because it's dangerous. Yeah. She hardly used it. It's dangerous. She you know, hardly you... used it. She still used the fire for cooking. Still use the oil lamps. Really, but the thing yeah. about you see the thing oh, about had, I was brought up with the oil lamps. Mm. We got weren't they dangerous? On the middle of a table, full of oil. But it would have been cold oil, just a flame. You had a hot fire. You know, it was well, it was, it was your lighting. They were alive. It was your lighting. And candles. Everywhere. I mean, we were probably doing our homework with that, and with candles probably. Yeah, this was at the boathouse. They didn't have electric down there till heaven knows when. I can remember us with the light, the lights on the table. So what if you and were having had to clean the the, the lamps? Yeah. Well, because of the smoke. So what would you be your lasting sort of a memory that you go to and you just think that was a magical time when you were growing up? What would be one thing? Would it be Sunday lunch? Would it be Christmas? The best thing in our life was our home life and our family. We were very closely knit, very. Everyone was there for everybody. And how long have you lived here? Since Tony died, 20 odd years I have been here, I'm now 20, over just 20, over 20 yeah. years. Yeah. In this flat? In this flat. My aunt, or one of my aunts, was the very first residence in these flats when they were built. Really? All those years ago, yeah. She was the very first resident, so I used to visit here, to visit here. Well, the beauty of this flat is uh, it's is, handy for everyone. Well, is the view. Uh, yeah, this is, I've got the best. 
Because yeah. you can see over to Cleves Hill here, can't you? Yes. Yeah. You, could, uh, right you can see Olmscote very clearly on a good day. And that used to be a walk, didn't it? People used to walk to Ormskirk oh, for the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah did. So you'd walk to Ormskirk and then buy something and then walk uh, back. Back again. From, from Olka, yes, they probably did. I can't I mean, remember as many people going. One on a Thursday, one on a Saturday. And we used to get that one to, on a Thursday to go and see my grandparents rather than go on our bikes. Oh yeah, of course you could go on the bus, of course you could. Yeah. Well, do you know what? It's been oh, a real pleasure. Well, I feel as if we could go on a lot longer. You'll, I'm afraid you're going to have to come back and have oh. a chat. <laughs>